Hey you guys, welcome to the Maine and Magic Podcast, your stop for all things Disney. I'm your host Dawn Brown and this is episode number 10. Whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via Disney Entertainment, I'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience and we're picking up lots of new friends along the way. You can catch the links to our audio recordings on our website at maineandmagic.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Just search for the Main and Magic Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Main and Magic, and after the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. This episode is all about luck. We go back in time to 2006 and the kickoff of the luckiest celebration in Disney Parks history, the Year of a Million Dreams. We cover what it was, how it worked, and many of the prizes awarded to the lucky winners. Then, we recall some of ours and our listeners' lucky moments from past Disney vacations. Those spontaneous moments where we just happened to be in the right place at the right time for some unplanned magic. So join us on the Red Car Trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and magic. Hey everybody, welcome aboard. We are going to be talking about lucky moments at the Disney parks today. And, you know, we figured St. Patrick's Day is just around the corner. What better time to talk about lucky things? And joining me is the woman whose dream of winning a mousker has been realized, Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, and congratulations on your award. Thank you. I'm so excited. It was like my number one goal when I started doing this and took two years to get it. I'm very excited about it. So can you just like quick one, two, what it is so everybody kind of gets what we're talking about? Yeah, so the um, group that I um, independent contracted through, which is uh, AAA of Western Central New York, is I, I'm contracted through them. And we have incentive, um, incentives for all the, the travel advisors that are with the company. And it's a Disney incentive because that's our biggest, you know, biggest thing that we sell, biggest thing we're all passionate about. So the award that I got was called the Rising Star. And it goes to the agent who uh, has been doing it for less than three years and who has the highest sales with with less than three years of experience. So, and it took me two years to get it. So when we first started, first started doing it, and I got, you know, this is what it's all about. And they showed us the mouse and the pictures. I said, I will have one of those. That is, that is my number one goal. Besides making people happy and wishes coming true and lucky moments, I, I will get one. So I am very honored to have received this. And it's really cute. It's a Mickey Mouse like figurine award. Yeah, if you uh, you can actually Google Mouseker, it's exactly how it sounds. Mouse car, um, 
if you Google it, it's this cute little Mickey Mouse on a pedestal. It looks just like an Oscar, but it's not. Um, <laughs> and it's it does actually come from the Disney company, and it's stuff that they give them to cast members too. So it is something that you know gets worked in with um, from Disney, basically. But yeah. I'm very excited about it. I haven't found the perfect spot to put it yet. I have to put it somewhere that I can brag about it. (laughs) (laughs) But it kind of marks the, this time in your business where you're not new anymore. I'm not. You're like, you've surpassed that. I have. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Every minute of it and hearing stories and yeah, yeah. It's, it's, Every dream that I've ever had of basically taking Disney into my everyday life and just being able to do that. So, very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And that didn't have anything to do with luck, but. <laughs> it did not do with luck. Although I was lucky enough to find all of my amazing clients. So, I mean, I guess without them, if I could just take a minute to thank everybody, first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Well, okay. So from here, we are going to talk about some crazy lucky moments that have happened in Disney history. And since we since we we took stories from listeners, and we gave everybody the opportunity to either write in or call in with the story of a lucky moment they had. And, you know, when we were talking about lucky moments, we're talking about kind of like you were just in the right place at the right time and you, you just got lucky. Um, and when I was reading some of the stories, I thought this is such a good time to do a little dive into some Disney history. Um, and I think, you know, other than like our, you know, episode two, where we kind of like shared our, our Disney, early Disney memories, this is kind of our first dive into some Disney history. It's, it's sort of recent Disney history, but we're going to talk about the year of a million dreams. And this was, it, it started October 1st, 2006. So we're actually going to be coming up to the 15 year anniversary of the start of that celebration which how where did that time go <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um but yeah so it was originally like slated to run from october 1st of 2006 to december 31st of 2007 because a year-long disney celebration is never a year <laughs> no. what happened though was it was so successful that on October 1st of 2007, Disney announced it would actually extend it to run to December 31st of 2008, which made it a 27-month-long celebration. It has to be one of the longest or maybe the longest Disney Park celebration in history. I should look that up because I don't actually know that, but I feel like that has to be the longest one. But it was celebrated at Disneyland and at Walt Disney World. There were special cast members known as the Dream Squad. And they had a special uniform that was a blue shirt and a white vest. And I would love to know if anybody 
out there listening ever saw one of those cast members? <laughs> and what did you do when you saw them? <laughs> um, and the slogan for the celebration was where dreams come true. And the like sort of logo or, you know, graphic that was kind of like the, the mascot or whatever for the celebration was the, um, like that castle in the clouds. In fact, this was what was on the entrance archway that just got changed for the 50th, if you remember that. Oh, yeah. So I I went, I did some some <laughs> some crazy deep diving here into some, like, press releases from Disney, which is so cool that I can still find press releases from Disney on the Internet <laughs> from 15 <laughs> years ago. But um, so I'm just going to read like some of their press release for when they announced this. Um, Okay. Dreams big and small will come true at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts during Disney's year of a million dreams. A first of its kind celebration of individual dreams of Disney Parks guests. For the first time, Disney cast members will award a million dreams, both large and small, including many money can't buy experiences to guests selected through a random process as part of a unique Disney dreams giveaway promotion throughout this incredible celebration, special dreams and unique experiences once thought impossible will be awarded by our cast every day. Disney parks are always the place where dreams come true, but even more so during the year of a million dreams. Do you, Okay, I know this is, I'm asking you to reach far back into the nether reaches of your brain. <laughs> but do you remember, did you go, do you know if you, did you, I'm sure you went in 2007 or 2008 at some point. Yes. And do you remember the prizes that they were advertising that you could get during this celebration? I remember some of them. Um, I was reading on some of the other ones. I'm like, they gave away what? <laughs> uh, but I do know some that they gave away. Yes. So I have a list. Yeah, it's. I think we're. I think we have the same list. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna read a couple of. I'm just gonna read a couple of like the basic and kind of bigger ones, just so people like if you didn't if you weren't around then or if you hadn't experienced Disney yet, you know, if you didn't get to start going to the parks until the twenty tens, you might not have ever known about this celebration. But so they had, you know, small gifts that a bunch of people got and then they had big ones that like only one or two or three people got. But they had a Year of a Million Dreams pin in the lanyard set. And they had special mouse ears, um, golden fast pass that allowed you and your group to use the fast pass entrance once for each fast pass attraction in the park uh, for the rest of the day. It was it was only good for one day. Um, admission to special parties like Mickey's Not So Scary and Pirates and Princesses Party. So those were all like the smaller ones, and they were giving those out like. Left and right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but some of the bigger ones were a VIP tour of the Walt Disney Main Street apartment in Disneyland. What? 
Right. <laughs> How cool would that be? Um, and I know you'll remember this one. I know. I know exactly which one you're going to say. <laughs> uh, if you're visiting Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, you could have gotten picked to spend the night in the Cinderella Castle Dream Suite. And this was the first year that they did that. Mm-hmm. They actually made that apartment specifically for the celebration. So that was like one of the big ones, the coveted ones. Yeah. People will be running around the park. Where's the lady with the blue shirt and the white vest? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Conversely, on the West Coast, for a Disneyland guest, each night, the all-new Mickey Mouse penthouse at Disneyland Hotel, like they gave away a night for that. So that one wasn't, people were not as impressed with that one because it was just in a hotel. Yeah. But if you go online and Google the Mickey Mouse penthouse, that thing looked freaking cool. And it was high up enough in the hotel where you could kind of, you could still see into the parks. So, I mean, I'm not going to turn it down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some of the other ones they gave away. A 220-point Disney Vacation Club membership at Disney Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, which was enough, well, they said, at you know, I don't know how it converts after 15 years, but at the time they said it was enough points to spend eight nights in, in a one-bedroom villa every year during the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. I have no idea why they picked that as the example. Um until your membership expires in Jan- on January 31st, 2057. So people are still. <laughs> and you know, I, I, I am familiar with Disney Vacation Club. 220 points will, will still get you one full week every year. Okay, cool. That's good to know. And that prize included the dues for life of your prize membership. So I guess. You're you're free and clear if you want it. You you basically get to go to Disney every year for fifty years, fifty years for free. Jeez. But but you still have to buy. You know you still have to get your ticket to the park. But at that point, like ninety percent of your now, like sixty percent of your uh, cost is taken care of. Well, and I can I can go to Disney and not even go in a park. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, and the big one that they were really like pushing was the Grand Marshall World Tour, a 15-day, 14-night trip for four people visiting Disneyland, Disney's California Adventure, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney MGM Studios, this is before the name change, Disney's Animal Kingdom Theme Park, Disneyland Resort Paris, Walt Disney Studios Paris, Tokyo Disneyland Resort, Tokyo Disney Sea, and Hong Kong Disneyland Resort. The prize includes economy airline tickets, quad occupancy hotel rooms, a $75 gift card each day for each person to have money for meals. It also included park admissions and even a Disney VIP tour guide at each location. The prize was worth $36,881, and 
Disney will even give you another $8,511 to help you pay the income taxes on the prize. (laughs) That's crazy. Wow. I remembered some of these prizes, but I think I just mostly remembered them like giving away the pins and the fast passes and like, and then of course the Cinderella Castle suite, which I don't even know if they're doing that anymore, like at all. I think it's just special occasions. Like you can win it in a sweepstakes or something. Yeah. So that was the first year of the celebration. Well, then they decided to extend it. So they were like, well, we have to kind of one up what we just did. (laughs) So this is the press release that they did on October 1st of 2007. Just parts of it, not the whole thing. Uh, So Disney Parks announced today that its Year of a Million Dreams celebration will extend throughout 2008 at Disneyland Resort in California and Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, in which Disney will award more than 1 million more dreams. The 2008 Disney Dreams giveaway is a chance for us to award even more over-the-top experiences that can only come true at Disney. In, in a bi-coastal event that began in late 2006, guests have discovered that wishing upon a star isn't the only way to make their dreams come true. By being in the right place at the right time at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts, more than 1 million guests have been selected through a random process as winners in the Disney Dreams giveaway. Dreams also were awarded to mail-in participants. That was another thing I didn't know. Yeah. Um, When it was time to decide what to do for an encore in 2008, Disney Parks heard resoundingly from guests that they asked for more dreams bigger dreams, more dreams money can't buy, more dreams that only Disney can make come true. So some of the stuff that they added was, you know, smaller things, like smaller and mid-level things. So they had gourmet dining packages, special viewing for parades. They gave out a bunch of $500 World of Disney shopping sprees, which... Like I could put I could put away five hundred dollars in World of Disney in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a hot air balloon ride over a Disney park. What? And and then okay, this this was some of the big ones that they added. So starting in January January thirty first two thousand eight in California, you might win a stay in the Disneyland Dream Suite. And this says, using architectural renderings that Walt Disney himself commissioned for an in-park family retreat that was never completed, Disneyland Resort is creating a lavish new guest suite in the park's New Orleans Square. The winner will be chosen through a random process to bring up to five guests to live Walt's dream and spend the night in the Disneyland Dream Suite inside Disneyland Park. Yes, please. I know, right? (laughs) Um, this was another big crazy one. VIP day at Disney's private Bahamian Island, Castaway K. Is it Castaway K or Castaway Key? It's, people say it both ways. I think it's Castaway Key. 
That's how I always say it. So this says, you and three guests would board a regular four-night cruise on the Disney Wonder. On the third day, while the other passengers enjoy a day at sea, you would have Castaway Key to yourselves to lounge in the lap of tropical luxury with Disney amenities at your fingertips, including gourmet dining, recreation, beachfront cabana massages, entertainment, and overnight accommodations on a private yacht. I mean, you have a private island at that point. I know. That's crazy. So I guess when they go and everybody gets off and they have their day, then they get back on the ship, but you stay on the island. Mm -hmm. And then they just pick you up on the way back. (laughs) Um, They also had the largest character breakfast in Magic Kingdom history. And the pictures of this are crazy. So on Main Street USA at Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World, one winner and up to three guests will be tre- treated mm, excuse me, to an unprecedented ultimate Disney character breakfast with at least 25 characters in attendance, including Mickey and Minnie. Served in the shadow of Cinderella Castle, it will be the largest Magic Kingdom character breakfast ever presented, and it will all be in honor of one lucky winner. You know my love for character breakfast is never ending. (laughs) That would be an epic breakfast to go to. And this was another really cool one. Become a sorcerer's apprentice to a Disney Imagineer. Taking on the honorary role of a sorcerer's apprentice, one winner and a guest will get to peek behind the magic for a day and enter the secret labs of Walt Disney Imagineering. The prize includes a tour of the Walt Disney Imagineering campus and the Imagineer guided tour of Disneyland Park. Okay, I picked Joe Rohde. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I <picked> him. <laughs> Um, how could you not? How could you not pick him? Like, how could you not? I don't. I, I guess there's some other like Tony Baxter might be fun because he knows a lot of the like. But yeah, I just I would have to. I think it would just have to be Joe Rohde. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So this was another. This was something I thought was really interesting because I thought in my mind it seemed like it would be more, but according to the internet. The total approximate retail value of all the prizes that they gave away over the 27 months added up together came to $13,092,311. But I'm just thinking a 50-year, how much is a 50-year Disney Vacation Club membership with the dues and everything? Okay, in 2006 and seven prices. I mean... That's a tough one because it's based on like mortgage and all that stuff, but it's up there. I mean, it's, it's up there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I thought 13 million. That doesn't, it sounds like it should be more than that, but according to the internet, that's about it. Um, and I did find a really cool article about a lady from a lady that actually was a dream squad cast member, which isn't that everyone's dream job to give things away. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know how they got that job, but so 
this lady, her name is Danny, and I found this article on touring plans, and I will link it in the show notes because she goes into like much greater detail than I'm going to say, but um, just she was talking about being a, a Dream Squad member. So she said each theme park had its own Dream Squad, and each day the Dream Squad members would be scheduled for prize duty or to super greet and she goes into detail about what super greeting is i'm not going to talk about it here but so those on prize duty would follow the specific instructions for the day's prizes essentially if the prize is being awarded as a batch to multiple guests at the same time like the special mouse ears or the dream fast passes then guests would have to be in the right place at the right time generally marked by a landmark unbeknownst to them that they'd have to cross. If the prize was marched larger and being awarded to one person, such as the night in Cinderella's Castle Suite or a Disney Cruise Line vacation, the guests would have to be at the right place at the right time in an exact location that was extremely specific. And the example she gave was a specific ride vehicle and seat number. So I thought, oh, that's cool. And then, you know, elsewhere, um, you know, I found another example was uh, they said that the computer informed the Dream Squad of the prize, the time and the location for the random winners. So for example, like everyone exiting Big Thunder Mountain Railroad from 11 a.m. to 11.15 a.m. would receive a Dream Fast Pass for Magic Kingdom that day. So basically had this computer that told them where to go, when to be there, and you just had to pass the landmark position and you would be awarded the prize. But I'm I'm sure that there's people out there that were there that year and and you saw that you saw those cast members in that blue shirt and that white vest and you were probably like let me follow this lady around. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, not to put a damper on it, but how about being like behind all these people seeing it and you're like a minute too late. I would be heartbroken. Yeah. But, but then that's where I would never be able to make it as a dream, like to be able to do that job because I would feel so bad. Like, let me see what I can do for you. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking about that too. I'm like, I wonder, I mean, I guess if you are handed a stack of Mickey ears, you know, or you see like, Oh, I have to go to, you know, the exit of Peter Pan's flight for 15 minutes, you know, you're giving away a, a stack of something. But if you're like, I have to go look for somebody that's in seat two on, you know, the this third car on Space Mountain or whatever, like, I think I would just be crying <laughs> because I would be, in my mind, I would know they're going to win something huge and it's going to, like, change their life. Yeah. So I, I would, they probably, yeah, they wouldn't be allowed to give me that job. <laughs> I would be, I would be like, uh, you, you ever see that Saturday Night Live skit where Kristen Wiig plays the lady that's like too excited to keep a secret? Yeah, <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. 
Okay. Well, anyway, so that was kind of a synopsis of the year of a million dreams. It was a very cool celebration. I think a lot of people maybe our age that went to, that were going to Disney during that time, you know, like the early to mid 2000s or whatever, or mid to late 2000s are kind of nostalgic for Disney and the way that it was at that time. And this probably has a lot to do with that. Yeah. Even though most people didn't win anything. But I feel like that's kind of when the buttons, like the giving away the free buttons and all that stuff started really getting big. So it felt like even if you, because right after Year of a Million Dreams, they started the I'm celebrating, you know, what are you celebrating? Yep. Um, thing. So I feel like. Birthday Mickey bars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we just kind of feel nostalgic for for that and hopefully maybe somewhere down the line they'll think about doing something like that again, but that that was definitely the time for lucky moments at Disney. But we're going to actually jump over into some real stories from actual people, including ourselves, and Katie, if you have one right off the top of your head that you want to share first, I'm going to let you go first. I have a couple, but I'll start with my most recent one, actually. So um, there are still lucky moments. So last year when we were there, um, my parents met my husband, myself, my son down in Disney for my birthday, and we spent the day at Epcot, and we were sitting in... Great Britain, eating uh, some fish and chips, and I had a very close encounter with a duck, which is not the point of the story, but um, (laughs) Disney ducks. So anyways, it starts raining, and we go into the back to try and get away from the rain for a little bit because, you know, Disney rain is only going to last a couple minutes. So we're standing there trying to stay out of the rain, and all of a sudden, as we're standing there, we're the only ones back there. The five of us were the only five back there. And out comes Winnie the Pooh under his umbrella. And we are standing underneath, you know, an awning, which is the door to the entrance for where the meet and greet for Winnie the Pooh was. So for a good 10 minutes, we were the only five in the room with Winnie the Pooh. (gasps) Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, tell me that like a thousand photos. Oh my gosh, so many. So here's how awesome of a wife I am. In, uh, let's see, that was 2020. So in 16 years, that was the first time I learned that my husband's favorite character is Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually surprising. Interesting. I know. Um, But yeah, we got, you know, pictures with my dad and James and just James and uh, Dan and James and just Dan because his favorite so we had to and um, yeah it was really fun like we just happened to be in the rain um, underneath the awning and he, just as we're standing back there for you know maybe like a minute here he comes walking out under his umbrella I was like oh we're okay I know where we are now <laughs> like it clicks from you know that where you're actually standing because you don't realize it when it's raining you're trying to get out of the rain you don't realize exactly where you're at kind of just trying to catch shelter and yeah it was fun and I accidentally after all the excitement because 
first thing you do when you meet Winnie the Pooh. And it was the first time in the amount of times that we have been there that James had ever met Winnie the Pooh. So he has his autograph book, which was specially made by my sister. So I, we of course get his autograph right away. Then we start all the pictures. So the cast member took the autograph book and put it down on the table. Well, about 20 minutes later, after we left, I'm like, oh, I left the autograph book. And we go back there and go to the exit of the Winnie the Pooh, because at this point, the line's insane. And they still had his autograph book for us. So we were able to get it back, luckily. But, um, yeah, we had a private, you know, private party with Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, like a f- whole freaking family photo shoot. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. It's some of my favorite pictures, actually, from that trip was that. We we have, I have one. I feel like this is a lucky moment. I'm calling it a lucky moment. Um, also characters. Uh, so it was in January 2016. So my brother and my sister-in-law and myself had gone on Splash Mountain and my mom and dad had my nephew. They were like eating popcorn or something. Who knows? Because he was too little to go on Splash Mountain. So we went on Splash Mountain and it was later in the day, like five or something. And we're coming off the ride and there's that there's that little nook over there where uh, Woody and Jesse greet guests. So we are coming off the ride and we see them. And we hadn't gotten pictures with characters all day because we, like, my nephew was almost three, not quite three. And we didn't want to force him into seeing a character and stress him out and then make it a bad experience. So we were kind of like letting him wave to them from afar and all of that. So we were kind of like, you know, my sister-in-law is like, he loves Woody and Jesse. I'm like, should we try? Like. Should we try with them? So we ran and got him and we're like, you know, it was just like a drive by, (laughs) you know, grab the kid and turn around and run back. And we're like literally running back down the path to try to get in line because you have no idea when they're going to close the line. Well, they're closing the line like, oh, no. Yeah, (laughs) they're closing the line. But I guess. I don't know if the cast member saw us running or if we just looked super pitiful or what, but she like, she was like, she like opened the line back up. She's like, it's okay. You guys can jump in here. It's, you know, it's fine. So we were the last in line and, you know, we had to wait still like 15 minutes or whatever to get up there. And the characters of course are like incredible with little kids. So they just kind of like let him, if he didn't want to go by him, that was fine. And, but he was like waving and giggling, but he didn't want to hug him or anything. He wasn't, that wasn't happening yet. But <laughs> I I feel like that was such a lucky moment that that happened because the next morning we had a character breakfast <laughs> reservation at Ohana. And I feel like him having that interaction more up close with them made the character breakfast a lot better because when we walked into the character breakfast, Lilo, you know how, how Lilo does that little parade around the the restaurant with the kids with like the maracas or whatever? Yeah. Well, they had just started that and this kid, <laughs> yeah. 
he grabbed my hand and like practically ripped my arm off of my body to get to Lilo because he like he want he like ran into the parade. <laughs> he was ready to, to see Lilo, so I feel like I don't know maybe if we wouldn't have had that character interaction, he might have been screaming the next morning. Who knows? But yeah, like super grateful for that lady that was really nice and let us be the last people in line when she didn't have to. So I felt like that was super lucky for us. Absolutely. Um, okay. Let me read one. Let me read one from a listener. We'll kind of bounce around here. Yeah. So I got one from Melanie B in Texas. And she said, our last Disney world trip was in 2008, just after Christmas. It was my parents, siblings, and I, and I was the youngest at 20 years old. So much fun to go as adults. I concur, 100%. (laughs) With the extra magic hours, we rode Everest over and over. We had to get off two or three times and run around through the entrance again before they just said, forget it. They stopped making us get off the ride in between. We also got really good at timing out the picture for the Yeti. It was such a fun trip because we were all old enough to go from open to close without needing a nap. And the extra rides on Everest was the cherry on top. I, uh, I, I have questions. How many times did you get to ride it without getting off? <laughs> right? <laughs> Magic hours are like two hours long. So figure two or three times having to get off so that's a good half an hour so they had to have gone at least another hour of just staying on it right yeah that's so cool that's fun um and actually to bounce off of that there was one time that my family got to stay on space mountain it was along like the 90s so and my family always goes in january or february so January is pretty slow back in the 90s. But, yeah, I remember, like, we did Space Mountain and, you know, the cars pulling up to the section where you get out, the unload area, and there was, like, nobody there. It was empty. And the cast member was like, do you guys want to go again? My parents are like, heck, yeah. So they just let us stay in the car and they, like, wheeled it back around to the onboarding station and the cast member just, like, waved at us. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, I, the, I mean, that was a l- lucky moment for sure, but like, cause you know, another cast member might've made us get out and walk back around, but it, it is funny to think, like, I'm thinking about that, like those in the nineties and like, you can't go in January now and it's slow. <laughs> well, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's busy all the time. Okay. We got another one. Actually, two, Cammie C. in Atlanta. She dropped two stories on us. Oh, man. Yeah. She's coming in hot. (laughs) Um, So she said, it was somewhere in the early 2000s, and unbeknownst to me, my family was taking their last trip together before my parents' divorce. Aw. Because of the magic cast members made for us, I'll never, ever forget it. It was the year of a million dreams. And we were standing in line for Star Tours at what was then the Disney MGM Studios. 
The moment we were seated in the ride capsule, it was flooded with costumed stormtroopers and then even Darth Vader himself. A cast member stood up and told us Vader had chosen our vehicle to receive free lanyards for pin trading and fast passes for the rest of the day. It might not seem like much to some, but as a little kid, I felt so special and excited. Though they didn't know it at the time, those cast members made my last family trip so magical. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Uh, in her other one, oh, so Cammie C was actually a Disney cast member. So she says, as a Disney cast member in the Disney College program in 2018, 2019, one of my positions was to be a park greeter in Epcot. On one particular day, I was stationed in the International Gateway entrance. It was during the Festival of the Arts, and throngs of people were coming and going, but there was one woman who was particularly sweet, and I could have sworn I recognized her. Fast forward after my shift when I decided to check out the festival as a guest, and I recognized the woman I'd greeted, Paige O'Hara. The voice, <laughs> the voice actress of Belle from Beauty and the Beast. I probably would have passed out. <laughs> I'm not a fan girl, but I think I would fan girl for her. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I've got ooh Mary T in Knoxville. She also sent us two stories. She says. When I was in kindergarten, I rode the goofy barnstormer for the first time. I cried. Oh. <laughs> I was terrified of roller coasters. Fast forward to the summer after fifth grade and many Dollywood trips later. Oh, I love Dollywood. We are back at Walt Disney World. I tell my parents that the first thing we have to do is ride the barnstormer because I have to officially conquer my fear of roller coasters. So we did. We were the second group to ride. And when we came off, cast members are standing there with ultimate fast passes. It was awesome. Well, that's cool. What the heck of a prize for conquering your fear. (laughs) I feel like I was afraid of roller coasters until I was probably like 10. I don't even know. It's funny because when James was tall enough to ride Barnstormer, I'll never fully admit this, but... Um, in my head, uh, he wrote Barnstormer when he was first tall enough. So I think he was probably like just under two and maybe just over two. And he like had one of those laughing, crying kind of whatever. And he still went on stuff. But then the next time we went to Disney, he was afraid of everything. Like he wouldn't sit on the airplane by himself. He was afraid. In the back of my head, I'm like, did Barnstormer ruin my child? (laughs) For him for life, but um, being the mother that I am, I made him try new things because he has, like, you have to. You can't say you're afraid of something if you've never done it, right? Like, you're not afraid of something. Yes, you might be afraid of Barnstormer because I forced you on that, but anyways, <laughs> um, neither here nor there. So this last year when we went, he's tall enough to ride all the roller coasters, and my favorite video of him is on... Um, the wildest ride in the wilderness. Um, oh, Big Thunder Mountain. Thank you. Oh my gosh, yes, Big Thunder Mountain. And down the first hill, I have the whole thing videotaped because it's his first like real roller coaster. He's like, this is amazing. Oh. 
Maybe the ultimate fast passes for that conquer, but Barnstormer can. Barnstormer is, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel you, Mary T. Or at least James does. <laughs> um, yeah. There's probably a slew of people out there that are like, I lost my head on Barnstormer too. <laughs> right? Traumatized me. <laughs> she also sent this one. Uh, it says, I wanted to go to Disney for my senior trip, but we didn't have the money. We went to Florida to see my aunt in Sarasota, and I told my mom that I really wanted to go to Disney Springs, then downtown Disney, and just breathe Disney air. Girl, I feel that so much. <laughs> so we went, so we rent a KOA campsite and sleep in the car so we could spend the day at downtown Disney. It was hot and the mosquitoes were out. So we rolled down the windows and hung dryer sheets all around the car to keep the bugs out. And it worked. We were enjoying our morning at downtown Disney and we were at the co-op looking at postcards when a cast member asked me which parks we are visiting. I told him we weren't and just, the story of camping in the car and he asked well if you had tickets would you go and she said yes and he told her to wait and he'd be right back and he returned with two Chippendales which are complimentary tickets that cast members get for working you know a certain amount of hours uh, and you know most of the time they give those to family members or friends but he returned with one each for her and her mom, and they got to go spend the day at Disney. That is awesome. Yeah, because he's, like, giving up his own personal tickets. That would have that wrecked me. <laughs> right? Would have been a hot mess. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so odd. That is luck. And magic. A little bit of both. Man, I hope that guy got a, got a guest. Uh, guest service fanatic card for that. (laughs) Um, And we have another one from, I don't know if it's Jasmine or Yasmine W. And she says, one of my favorite Disney memories is waiting and standby for rock and roller coaster talking with the CM. After they got off the ride, he told us that he's actually a leader at rock and roller coaster and he gave up nine paper fast passes so the three of us could ride more times without waiting and walked us back to loading so we didn't have to immediately burn one of our fast passes. Whew. That's awesome. That's lucky. And if this is at the time of paper fast passes, then Rock and Roller Coaster was the ride at that park. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um. Well, I know you have more more lucky stories, and I have at least one more, too. So why don't you, I know you have a big one, but I don't care which one you share right now. You can go, you, you, you pick, go for it. I'll pick um, a couple small ones that kind of go along together. So obviously everyone listening to all these episodes know that uh, my family leads Disney. Um, so we go a lot. <laughs> In the beginning years, uh, this is back when you were allowed to ride in the front of the monorail. Um, We were first in line for the monorail and got to ride in the front car of the monorail. So 
that's kind of a, in my eyes, it was lucky, especially that they don't do it anymore, but we got to experience the monorail from the front, which was really cool. Um, and probably one of those same trips uh, back in MGM times when the backlot tour was there. You wait, I mean, the line, granted, lines now are a lot longer, but for backlot tour, you were waiting. It was at least a 20 minute line, 20 to 30 minute wait before anything, like just waiting in that. I can still picture that hallway, the TV's on. And, anyways, so we're waiting in line and line starts moving and we get up and they stop the line and we're like, like we're the last ones that they stop. So we're now the first ones in this row, but the last, like we're just the last one stopped. Like, come on, you couldn't let five more people on. Well, lucky for us, they didn't because they came up and said, hey, do you guys want to be a part of the show? And me and my sisters got to be part of the Backlot Tour pre-show. So if anyone remembers it, uh, the Backlot Tour was, they showed how the special effects and the filming and everything worked. And we were the three that were mopping up the water on one of the ships in the pre-show. So that was kind of cool. It was a fun experience, something not a lot of people got to do. So it was lucky that we ended up getting stopped because we got to do that. So Is that the of... one where they make you put the rain gear on? Yes, the rain gear. Yeah, we... so my parents got picked to do that. And, oh. of course, it was a trip when they were just on their own, and my my brother nor myself were there, so there's, like, no video or photographic evidence that this happened. But my my dad said, like, they took them, you know, in the – side room or whatever and like handed them like rubber clothes basically and like (laughs) yeah so they only pick if memory serves me correctly they only pick four people to do it so there's three people on the ship that are like pointing at the air guns that are coming and shooting up the water and then there's one really lucky person depending on when you go if you're that lucky that you get to sit in the seat to be the captain and the gallons of water dump on you and you get soaked. So, um, you know, three out of the four people, the three of us got picked to do it. That was kind of cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, remember seeing that. Like, I think we probably did that tour like every time we went. I don't even know. But, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. really funny that we both that both people from both of our families got to go do that. <laughs> Uh, are you sure this is random? No. <laughs> um, I have two stories from Julie and Buffalo. Julie and Buffalo. Okay, let's hear them. So I'm going to try not to get emotional during them. Uh, so anyways, uh, first time Julie took, now I'm getting emotional because it's my sister. But anyways, so the first time Julie took my nephew, Julie and my brother-in-law took my nephew they, it was Justin's first birthday. He was just around one. And they were in, I want to say they were at Mouse Gears, maybe she said. And the manager came up to Justin, came up to my nephew and said, see this wall with Mickey ears? Whatever one you want, you pick it out. And he got to pick a pair of Mickey ears. Oh, that's so cool. He still has them. He still has them, so it's cool just being in the right spot at the right time. Um, her other story, so talking of 
uh, year of a million dreams. And I can tell you it is almost 20 years later, 15 years later. And we still hear about how Julie and my brother-in-law were picked for the year of a million dreams. Um, and I can't wait to actually tell her, you know, have her read that stuff about what it took to actually get picked. But she says, during the year of a million dreams, while we were waiting in line to see the movie at the art of animation at MGM studios. So it was when you could go in and draw, um, they did, uh, character drawings. We were selected to receive one of the dreams. The dream that we received was the park remained open for a group of selective people after hours. While the park was clearing out, we got to watch a private concert. She did not go into specifics of what the concert was. Um, and once everyone was gone, once everyone was gone, we got to roam the park with only a couple hundred people there. We were on and off rides like Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror with no weight at all. When we were selected, so in the middle of the day, when we were selected, we got to, we received a badge that we got to wear around, um, which was pretty exciting because then everybody at the park knew that we were picked for the year of a million dreams. And she still has the badge. Cool. Did you get picked for a year of a million dreams? <laughs> I would brag too. That's bragging rights. <laughs> uh, kind of cool. So I, you know, the fact that the whole, just listening to being in the right place at the right time, like they were in, and it was just her and my brother-in-law, just the two of them. Um, but just being in the right place at the right time, waiting to watch a movie and they, they get to stay in the park. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, we had another one. Oh, my uh, my brother got picked. So a long time ago, Backlot Tour used to include this other this other portion of a tour that was like special effects. Then later on, they split them into two separate attractions. So this was after they were split into two separate attractions. It was called Backstage Pass. And so there was a a part of this. It was like a walkthrough tour. It was like 20 minutes. One of the sections, they would stop you and they would do a demonstration with the green screen. And my brother got picked to be the person to be doing the demonstration with the green screen. So they like loaded him up on this bike in front of this green screen and like made him, you know, pedal the bike or whatever. And then they like put something on the screen behind him or they put something on the um, television monitors. So it looked like he was like pedaling away from, I don't even know what, (laughs) but yeah, he got picked to do that. <laughs> and that was, you know, that was like 90s. I remember, I know later on, like ooh, early 2000s, maybe that section of the tour, um, instead of the bike, they'd have you like say lines in front of a blue screen. And what you would see on the television monitor, it was like you were talking to Tim Allen in an episode of Home Improvement. <laughs> So that's what that, that's what that was. But yeah, that was back the backstage pass, uh, attraction at Disney MGM studios. 
Um, so those are my families. I have one more, I guess it's, I was trying to decide, is this a magic moment or a lucky moment? But I think it, it's definitely lucky because in two, in over two years of, of working at Disney, this is the only time anything like this ever happened. (laughs) And I've never heard it from anyone else. Did you get to meet Lance Bass? No, No, I did not. Um, You guys, we made a joke earlier. Katie, why don't you tell them the Lance Bass thing? So when I was a cast member, it was when, how many of you guys remember the movie On the Line? Like super cheesy rom-com, if you can even call it a rom-com, I don't know. Uh, Super cheesy movie, but anyways, Lance Bass was in it. Um, and they were at Hollywood studios one of the days that I think I might've been working that day, but I was walking around. Maybe I wasn't working. Anyways, neither here nor there. He was like 20 feet away from me. Like I'm right by Lance Bass. I I feel like I saw, I feel like me and you were together at Epcot and we saw him. Actually. Yes. And I, sadly know what I was wearing that day because I actually have the picture of that day still. Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, had, I think it I, it was a monkey shirt day. <laughs> and and we have to like always talk about this because I mean, it's the most early 2000s thing. <laughs> we're, we're dating ourselves here, but <laughs> at the time you you could never understand what a big deal it was at the time because InSync was like huge, obviously. Not as cool as Backstreet Boys. I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, you know, can you ever even compete with the original? But yeah, at the time, it was a huge deal. And it's funny how well it did not age. <laughs> right. <laughs> but. So when you hear us making jokes about Lance Bass and and we love Lance Bass still, (laughs) still to this day. (laughs) So, but when you hear us making jokes about it, that's what it is. That was, Hey, that was a lucky moment. It was. Um, But no. So this was me as a cast member and it, it could, it could have only happened because I was a cast member because it happened backstage. So, I'm sitting backstage at Animal Kingdom in there. There was a little cast member lounge behind like Island Mercantile. If you can imagine where that is like between Island Mercantile and the path that went out to Camp Minnie Mickey. Right. So, which is now Pandora. So anyway, yeah. so I'm sitting there and it's about an hour to part close. There was one other cast member in the break room. And, you know, I'm getting ready to head to my next location. And Chip and Dale walk by on their way on stage. And they wave to us through the window and we kind of giggle and wave back. Like 45 seconds later, they reappear in front of the window (laughs) and they start entertaining us with dance moves. (laughs) So, so... And this is backstage, so we're the only people that see this. So they're doing walk like an Egyptian, the swim, 
the the descending down the stairs bit and they they were like really going for it like they were they were totally committed (laughs) 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 then their attendant appeared like a minute and a half later so like this for like a minute and a half this is going on so she appears like in front of the window to bring them on stage she obviously saw what they were doing because she was in hysterics. Like she was laughing so hard and shaking her head. And she like waved to us in the window and she like kind of shooed them on stage and they like giggled into their little paws and waved at us and scurried away. (laughs) I, I mean, if it was just me in there, would they have done that? Or if it was just that other guy, because (laughs) like what are you doing you don't have to do that (laughs) we're all we're all working together here but i will like chip and dale are basically besides lilo and stitch my favorite characters to ever meet in the park because i i swear every time i meet them some crazy thing happens but i will as long as I live, never forget that. Like I can see it playing like a video in my mind. So that is like my one big lucky moment. And I know you have a big lucky moment. Yes. Yes. A very big lucky moment. So in 1997 for the 25th, birthday celebration when the castle was a beautiful shade of pink. Um, I love that castle. I know. We <laughs> contemplated getting that magic band for uh, my upcoming trip next month. But anyways, um, we were, there was just the five of us and we were waiting to watch the fireworks show. And my dad went to go get either ice cream or pretzel, something for us to eat, because back then it was the cool thing to go and wait for three hours for a fireworks show. Like, that's what you did. You went and you sat and you claimed a spot and you didn't move. Yeah, you had to. Two hours. You had to. Um, so anyways, you went to go get us something to eat. And uh, it was during the day. It might have been during the day. Anyways, um, he came back. And apparently the fact that we all wanted something to eat and he went and did that, put him in the right place at the right time because we, while he was there, he was asked if it was his, our first time to Disney, which it had not been. It was our second. And he asked, they asked when the last time we were there was, which was 1993. And we got picked to be the family of 1993 for the castle show. And we got to be on stage of Cinderella's Castle for a show as the family of 1993. And they said our name and told us, said, you know, the uh, family from 1993 from Buffalo, New York. And we got to come out with thousands of people staring at us, which was just, I mean, it was magical. So you're going to hear the story again. But <laughs> it was lucky that my dad was in the right spot at the right time. That's cool. So did they have one, did they try to have like one family from each year or something? Yeah. So there were 25 uh, 
25 different families and they had one from, they went back. So it started at, uh, had to have been 96 then. So it was started in 96 and then, so they had the family of 96, 95, 94 and so on, all the way back to the very first family of 1971. Jeez. Just the fact that they could find somebody that was there in 1971. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. And they did it every single day. That's cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. And was that during the day? Was that like the like it, yeah, three it, o'clock it, in the it, afternoon one? It was. It was during the day. So it had to have been waiting for the parade. Parade. Yeah. Okay. Is the castle show? So that's so cool. Oh and my god! Did they like take a picture or anything of you? Like, do you have pictures we, of yourselves up there? We don't have pictures of us actually. Like. We don't have pictures of us on the stage, but we have video from the stage. Oh, that's and, cool. <laughs> and we have a badge that says the family of 1993. And uh, in the video, like Goofy was standing closer than Lance was to me. Um, he was like right there, you know, doing his performance and looked right to our camera and waved. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So we always, you know, we'll do a forehand wave, four finger wave every so often to each other of uh, Goofy waving at us. <laughs> and actually, ironically, so another lucky, same day, same, same day, same everything, that parade that we were waiting for after finding out we were the family, when that parade came through, we got picked to be part of the parade so the way the parade was like it stopped every so often and they brought a certain a few kids to each float to actually participate in the float so we got to be part of the lion king float and to help participate with the parade so that was a little bit more like there was you know maybe like 20 kids for each um each float that got to come by but i mean the three of us were part of those 20 kids so that was kind of cool too well, yeah, because you don't know that it's going to stop in front of you. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Jeez, that was a lucky day. <laughs> and I can't believe I made it through that story without cracking up because I always get emotional telling that story because it's, I mean, that was huge. Like, that was probably one of our biggest um, family memories that we had. You know, I mean, we have a ton of memories there, but that was probably one of our biggest things that we that we did that we got to experience together yeah yeah before you're you know while you're actually still kids just with your parents you know not married and kids and the whole thing now right so I mean hopefully some of the memories that we've made with James and you know being alone with Winnie the Pool stick with him little things like that but I mean that being on stage just was awesome (laughs) There's no other words for it. Well, start your list now for the Magical Memories show. Because Lucky and Magical can diverge a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I know we all have probably a ton of magical moments. So get ready for that one. (laughs) Well... Okay, that's all I have. Um, That was pretty good. We've got a lot of stories from a lot of different people and 
a little history dive back into the year of a million dreams. Um, and I have a few, um, like I said, the Disney press releases and some articles where I got some of the information that I mentioned, which I'll link in the show notes in case anybody wants to read more about it. But I hope everybody has a good St. Patrick's Day. If that's a thing that you celebrate or if you just wear green or have a beer, (laughs) pretend you're, you know, in the world showcase. Um, Oh, and as of recording, it was announced this morning that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will be uh, opening on October 1st of 2021. So for anybody that is traveling this fall and beyond, uh, you are the lucky ones because <laughs> it is opening in time for you to see it. Um, and I can tell you that as of this very moment with recording, there is still possibility to Epcot that day. Yeah, I was wondering if we were going to hear a large sucking sound (laughs) from uh, park reservations for the other three parks to change over to Epcot. I I have physically just checked as we are talking, and Magic Kingdom is unavailable on October 1st. However, Epcot, with the opening of Ratatouille, Epcot does still have park availability, so... Make your reservations, book your package, let's, you know, get some packages booked and uh, get that reservation to Epcot. Yeah, because that's going to be the next one to fill up. Absolutely will be the next one. Um, Cool. So that's what's new. And I hope everybody has an awesome St. Patrick's Day. And we will talk to you guys again soon and hopefully you will carry the luck of Disney with you. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Okay, cool. You did good. I can't, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to tell a family story. That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us. Thanks to my guest, Katie Fisher, from Pictures and Postcards Travel. If you're heading to the Disney parks or looking at booking a Disney cruise or Adventures by Disney experience, Katie can help you get the best prices and discounts and the most signature personal service, all at no cost to you. You can find her online at picturesandpostcardstravel.com, on Facebook and Instagram at picturesandpostcardstravel, or email her directly at kfisher at nyaaa.com. Now that you've had a listen, we invite you to join our Maine and Magic Friends community on Facebook to share your thoughts about the episode. You're welcome to pop in to share an idea, a story, or photo, and connect with other Disney fans. You can also ask questions, get and give advice, post updates from the parks, and just have fun. Head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Maine and Magic to join. If you've got a comment or a question, you can also email me at mainandmagic at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram at mainandmagic. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. 
Thanks so much for listening. And of course, in the Disney tradition around here, we don't like to say goodbye. So we say, see you real soon.